If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 14, verses 12 through 18. Proverbs 14, and if you would like to stand in, in uh, honor and reading of God's Word, be made. If you don't feel like standing, it's okay. Proverbs 14, beginning with verse 12. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Even in laughter, the heart is sorrowful, and the end of that mirth is heaviness. The backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways, and a good man shall be satisfied from himself. The simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well to his going. A wise man feareth and departeth from evil, but the fool rageth and is confident. He that is soon angry dealeth foolishly, and a man of wicked devices is hated. The simple inherit folly, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. Father, we thank you for the day. Thank you for the reading of your holy word. Speak to our hearts. God, we need a word from you. We need to be on track. We need to be on time. We need to be all you'd have us to be. So I pray that you just be real to us in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Now, you notice the title there, Backsliding and Recovery. You say, well, surely not speaking to us. We're not backslidden or we wouldn't be here. Well, we don't know. We're going to find out. Okay? I, I would make this statement, and uh, it probably isn't true. But I know it is in my life. If you say that you have never been in a backslidden condition... You either have just gotten saved or you're lying. Hello? We've all been there. We know what it's like. Just like being lost, we know what that's like if we're saved. And backsliding is no different. So somebody said, well, is that in the scripture? Well, that's what he said there, the backslider. So I thought about this. We, as God's children, listen, are one step away from being a backslider. One step is all it takes. One step in the wrong direction. One word spoken out of bounds. One thought out of bounds. One action out of bounds. We become instant a backslidden Christian. Now, when I, when I think of one step, I'm thinking of Peter who said, Lord, I'll go with you and I'll go with you even to the cross. Jesus said, Peter, you can't, you can't do that, son. You're not strong enough. Oh, yes, I am. I can do it. And, 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 the, and the Lord Jesus told him, hey, I'm praying for you. That you will be strengthened. One step. One step, one word. He said, I'll go with you all the way to the cross. And the next step, he was cursing and sworn and he didn't even know him. It's dangerous to be 
in a backslidden condition and not do anything about it. You see, Satan stands ready, watching us as Christians, waiting, just waiting for us to slip, just waiting for us to go astray, just waiting for us to stoop for a moment to his level. Ezekiel chapter 18 verse 4 says, The soul that sinneth shall die. Now that don't mean that the Christian in a backslidden condition goes to hell. You understand that? I want you to understand that this morning. There's only one sin that will send you or me or anybody else to hell, and that's rejecting Jesus. Amen? If you reject Jesus and never get saved, then you're going to hell. That's just the bottom line. It's no, there's no other place. There's not a waiting room. There's no such thing as purgatory and, and waiting and be prayed out of it. No, sir. It's just like the thief on the cross, the one who said, Lord, remember me? Jesus said, today you can be with me in paradise. They were just seconds away from dying. And Jesus said, you can, you can be with me. So, the soul that sinneth shall die. Then what? Well, the Bible said it is appointed unto man once to die, and then after this comes the judgment. We will stand before God and give an account of our life, the way we've lived, whether in our deeds we've done, whether they be good or bad. We'll stand before God and answer. You say, okay, what if a person dies in a backslidden condition? Does he go to heaven? Certainly. He's going to probably lose his rewards. I won't say he lose them all. Jesus, the Bible says Jesus died once and died for all. And he, told, he said, Jesus said, all that the Father hath given me, I have not lost a one. So you can't be saved and then die in a backslidden condition and go to hell, okay? I want you to understand that. Once saved, always saved, if you have ever been saved. Regardless of what other denominations might teach or preach, let me tell you something. If, if you can be saved this moment and lost the next, I'd be afraid to go to sleep at night with that kind of uh, background. Jesus loves me, this I know. Well, the Bible tells me so. What about suicide? I've had two or three suicide funerals. What about it? I thank God today that I knew the individuals personally. That according to their testimony that they were saved. And yes, they went to heaven. I want to tell you something. Now listen. Getting off the backslide in just a moment. What if our minds go wacky, okay? We develop Alzheimer's, we can't remember, and we begin to do things that's out of our category, and we die. Remember, it's the love of God, it's the shed blood of Jesus that saved us, and we're, on our, we're going to heaven. What kind, of, what kind of faith would it be if I'm saved this moment and lost the next because of what somebody has said, you won't find that in the Word of God. That you can be saved here and then lost over here. It don't happen. Now I've talked to people who say, oh, I've been saved two or three times. I said, explain that to me. And they said, well, I got saved back when I was a child. 
and I went to church, and I did this, and I did that, but then I got away from it, and then I had to get saved again. No. Hey, how many times, everybody sitting in here, we've been born how many times physically? Hello? One. Now, do, you remember Nicodemus, he said, you want me to enter my mama's womb the second time and be born? That's impossible. And so is it impossible to be saved again, okay? We're, we're saved one time, and then if we backslide, if we go away from God, it don't mean we're lost. It means that we need to come back and confess our sins. I am my daddy, okay? I'm... Lynn says, I'm getting more and more like my daddy, okay? If you was to check my daddy's blood and check mine, it's the same. Never, ever. Hey, I disappointed him many times and he wore me out, but not one time did he ever say, you're no longer my child. He could have said that. He could have said, get your stuff and move out. I don't want you anymore. I'd still be his son. <laughs> I'd still be his son. And God is my heavenly father. No matter what I do, he's still my father. What does the Bible say? If we sin, if he, if he will chasten every son whom he loves. That means you're going to get a whooping. That means I'm going to get a whooping from God if I go astray and I keep on going astray and I don't come back. He'll wear you out. He says he will. And rightfully so. God loves us so much. You know, speaking of my daddy in his, in his latter years, you know, he didn't buck me a bit. I've heard so many stories about how my daddy just wouldn't do no kind of way. I tried to do this. I suggested to daddy that, that he, after mama passed away that he sell the house and get rid of all the furniture that he did not need and move up here with Lynn and me. And he said, well, if that's what you want me to do. I said, well, so I can look after you better. Okay, no problem. Sold the house. Boom. Turned right around, bought a, 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 a nice mobile home. He liked it. He picked it out. Got it up there. Got it set up. And the next thing he did, he said, I want Lynn to have my car. He said, I'm afraid to drive. And I don't want to drive anymore. I'm going to tell you, God blessed us. He blessed us. We didn't have to struggle. We didn't have to fight with that. Same thing with Lynn's mama. She consented, came, lived with us three years. She gave up her car. But every once in a while, she said, well, I'll just go drive my car. <laughs> now, I'll tell you what really happened when we went to Western Sicily. You know, you can go over on your birthday and eat free. <laughs> it was Mama's birthday. Oh, she was so excited. I said, well, get up the head of the line. Show me driver's license. She got up there and handed it to him, and the lady said, well, happy birthday, Miss Hammond. Do you know your license are expired? Whoa. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> wow. Well, we, <laughs> we didn't have to wrestle too much because she finally said, okay, okay, I, I'll just give it up. But I thought that was a hoot. We didn't want to tell her, hey, your license ain't no good, you know. But when that lady said, happy birthday, Miss Helmet, do you know your license are expired? Thank God our salvation cannot expire. It won't run out. It's good forever and ever and ever. Somebody said, how long is that? Forever, ever how long you want it to be. Hey, there is no time in heaven, no night. It's always daylight, not by the sun, but by the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah! Hey, are you with me?
position of backsliding is made mention many times in Scripture, many times. I really, you know, I personally, I don't want to be around a backslidden person too long. I mean, lightning may pop. Try to get you somebody's attention. Now, I want you to go with me here. I know some people who backslidden, okay? And I had one to tell me. He said, I've been out so long, I'm too embarrassed to go back. Now, I want to tell y'all something. You listening? When one of those kind of people that you know comes back, what should you do? Welcome them. Love them. Put your arm around them. Say, I'm so glad you're back home. Welcome home. We've missed you. It's just like the daddy and that prodigal son. He backslid. He took everything from that was coming to him, everything, and throwed it away. And when he came home, his daddy didn't say, you deadbeat rascal, you not coming in this house. Uh-uh. My goodness, did he ever welcome him with a brand new robe and ring and shoes on his feet and killed a fat calf and all that. Hey, that's the kind of God we serve. And I want you to get it through your head today. If you are any close to being a backslidden Christian, get away from it. Get back to where God wants you to be. Backsliding and recovery. But there's the point of spiritual departure. I want you to look at verse 14. The first part of verse 14 says, The backslider in heart, okay, shall be filled with his own ways. You, you think of, of backslidden folk. What are they doing? They're doing it their way. They're going their way. They're having their way. They don't want anybody in their way. And sometimes they're pretty sharp-tongued to tell you, it ain't none of your business. I never will forget laying brick. And I'd beg and beg this man, please, I want you to come back to church. I want you to come back to church. I guess he'd had enough. I said, Beatty, I said, please, I want you to go to hell, he said. I said, Beatty, you don't mean that. Yes, I do. I'm tired of it. It's okay. But every day, I just love him. Laid brick with him. I'd love him. I'd love him. He finally come back to church. Confessed his sins. You know what else he did? He surrendered to preach. I am serious. Wasn't too long after that a boy died with cancer. I'm not one to aggravate and agitate. I don't like to. But what if I hadn't? Boy, I'm not going to say wouldn't have, you know, wouldn't have went to heaven. But the thing about it is, why go halfway? Why not go in there wide open? Recovery. Backsliding is a dangerous place to be. As I said, the backsliding heart shall be filled with his own ways. When we think about these own ways, their heart's unguarded. Their heart is unguarded. And Psalm 119, 11 says, Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against God. The point of departure starts with an unguarded heart. 
You can look at a person. Hey, you can look at an outward appearance of a person. You can't tell if they're a Christian or not. Just looking, okay? Just looking. If you spend a little time with them, you watch and hear their conversation and watch their actions, you can pretty well pick up if their spirit is with your spirit or not. Not only an unguarded heart, but another thing that leads to, to the point of spiritual departure is an undisciplined life. Undisciplined life. What does an undisciplined life consist of? I want you to listen. No prayer. No prayer. No Bible study. No witnessing. No church attendance. You might say, well, I just don't feel close to God like I used to. Well, guess who moved? God didn't move. He didn't got nowhere to go. I've been doing construction for a long time. And we have things that we do to protect the body, right? And you do too. We'll wear dust masks to keep from sucking in all the impurities that's in the air while we're trying to work. We ride down the road and we see people cutting grass and with a mask on. Protection. They're protecting their lungs. We put on glasses, goggles to protect our eyes because we don't want to destroy our vision. We put on gloves to protect our hands so that we don't tear our hands up. We use earplugs so we don't damage our hearing. We're so conscious about this body, this house that we walk around in. But what about our heart? We listen and we watch and we read and we cope and we fool with people that we ought to not fool with, which is damaging to our heart. It'll lead to no prayer life. You say, well, I just don't pray. Why not? What's wrong with talking to God? He wants to hear from us. No Bible study. Sad to say. Some folk never pick up their Bible till Sunday morning coming to church. And some of them don't pick it up then. What about during the week? Do you open God's Word and read a portion of it and even pray, Lord, what are you trying to say to me here? Prayer, Bible study. Witnessing, Hey, the simplest thing I know is giving away that coin. I mean, hey, just hand it to them. People like to be given things. Something they can see. Something they can hold in their hand. And to know it was given by somebody who must care about me. Who was that man? I have no idea. But this is what he gave me. And finally, I'm going to tell you what it leads to. An unguarded heart will lead to no church attendance. People just slowly drop out. Unguarded heart, undisciplined life. I don't tell you something else. It's sad to say that these people who backslide so far, they drop out. They encourage others to quit. Oh, they'll come up with something. Well, that deacon didn't do this or that, or that preacher, he didn't come when I was in the hospital, and, and on and on they'll go. And they say, well, I feel the same way you do. Well, come on, just, just go with me then. And they'll drop on out with them. Backsliding is a dangerous place to be in. The point of spiritual departure, there in verse 14, the first part, the second thing I want to 
just briefly mention to you is the process of spiritual decline. Verse 14, the backslider in heart shall be filled, okay, with his own ways. These ways, the Bible says there is a way that seemeth right unto man. But the end thereof is destruction. You see, on the human side, we think we know where to go. We think we know how to get there. We think we know what to write down. We think we know what to say. Hey, I pray God give me the right words. I don't always know what to say. I need you, Father. I need you, Jesus. You're my, you're my shepherd. I don't know where to walk. I want you to show me where to walk. I don't know what to say when I get there. Give me words to say. Help me to say the right thing and say it in the right spirit. You know, some people take you the wrong way. Well, it ain't none of your business. Well, what, what are you bringing that up for? Well, hey, I've already prayed and asked God to give me the right words and the right questions here. I mean, you going to argue with God? I, I'm responsible. I'm responsible for this portion of God's word to you today. There is a way that seems right to man. I mean, it looks right. It sounds right. Listen, anytime you mess with the devil, he will make it look good, sound good, smell good. If you get involved, it'll taste good. The Bible says sin is pleasurable only for a season, and it won't last. It will bring about heartaches and sorrow and even death. You don't play with it. You know, we got, we got one chance to go through this life. And get it right. I didn't show you this. We use head protection too. Head protection. Hey, that's the that's the tower of this whole thing. That's where all this stuff takes place in our minds. Satan messes with our mind. And I think about these people who uh, I've known several who I I knew was a good, solid go, church going witnessing Christian. And that disease, it takes their memory away. They turn and go right the opposite direction. And I tell folk, that's not them. That's the devil. That's that old nature coming back out. Sometimes it can't be helped. The process of spiritual decline. Once the departure has been reached, the decline leads to inevitable disaster. The word backsliding simply means the the perverse one. And it pictures, listen, it pictures wayward sheep. Now according to the Bible, sheep do not know where to go and how to act or nothing. They depend on a shepherd to carry them, to, to lead them to still waters, to lead them to green pastures, to protect them against the elements that would harm them. Jesus is our great shepherd and he is the one to guard us and carry us where we need to go. And that's why it's so important to keep abreast of this life and guard our hearts. The word field there in that verse means to cover by rationalizing. Now this is, uh, sometimes people, they, they try to justify their behavior. Listen, I can't justify the behavior except the one word, sin. If it's out of line with God's word, it is sin. Backslidden uh, Christians, hey, they will lie to you. Sad to say, they'll lie to you. They'll say, okay, I'll, I'll pray for you. Never mention it no more. The song that was in their heart didn't sound like it used to sound. 
They're talking, don't sound like it used to say. They don't serve anymore. And they'll let you know, hey, this don't bother me. It's none of your business. What I'm doing is my business. I said, well, I love you, but it's not your business. It's God's business. You claim to be his child, and God's unhappy. And I'm unhappy, and that's why I'm here. That's why I'm loving you. That's why I want you back. I want you by my side. I need your help. I need your prayers. But people don't understand sometimes until bad things happen. And you know, I've heard this say many times, and I don't have no, too many answers. Why do bad things happen to good people? Good people. Remember what Jesus said? And they ain't one good, and that's my father. <laughs> the rest of us, our goodness is, a, our righteousness, the Bible says, is as filthy rags. There ain't a whole lot you can do with it, but get rid of it. In 1 Corinthians 11, let me read that for you. You just uh, hang on, I'll find it here. Um, what did I say? 1 Corinthians 11. 30. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many have fallen asleep. You see, the devil calls us to go to sleep at the wheel. And we'll run off the road. Sometimes we're killed, sometimes we kill others. Sometimes nobody's injured but us. In verse 31 it says, For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. We are responsible through the Lord Jesus Christ to acknowledge him as our heavenly father and as Jesus our brother and that the Holy Spirit's going to keep us. But we've got to acknowledge that. Acknowledge our sin to him. Ask him for forgiveness. Beg for forgiveness. Well, last of all, we're talking about, back, back, talking about backsliding and recovery. Uh, the, the point of departure, we, we leave that which we know, the process, the spiritual decline. But listen, the, the power of spiritual deliverance. Look at verse 14 again, the second part. It says, and a good man shall be satisfied from himself. Satisfied from himself. Hey, I'm satisfied with me. I am satisfied with God. But is he satisfied with me? That's the thing. Is my heart right with God? You know what, this morning? Only you and God, only me and God know if we're right with Him. You might fool some of the people some of the time, but you'll not fool all the people all the time. Can't do it. Sooner or later, our sins will find us out. Man in and of himself, we're no good. Because Jesus said, why call me good? There's only one good, and that's my Father which is in heaven. Anything good in us is from the only one that can give us that good, and that's the Lord. He's the only one that can set our feet aright. And what, we, what he asks us to do is repent and depend on the goodness and righteousness of God to get us to stay right. The only cure for backsliding is obedience to the word of God. In 1 John 1, 9, it says, if we confess our sins, that's an if, it's conditional. If, it's this simple, y'all. If we confess our sins, He, God, He is faithful and just, and He will forgive us of our sins, and He will cleanse us of all unrighteousness. He will get us right. He will make a slate clean, like a teacher going to the board and erasing all the names that's been taken because they were out of line. They've been forgiven. Their debt has been paid. And so, the slate is wiped clean, ready to start all over. Obedience. It shows God that we really love him. 
obedience to his word, obedience to his house. You know, I've wondered about Jesus and Peter many times because Jesus said to Peter, Peter, you love me? I don't know the setting. I don't know where they were exactly. Peter, do you love me? Real quick, he said, yes, I do. I love you, Lord. He said, well, feed my sheep. I don't know how long left between one time and the other, but Jesus again said, Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I do. Well, feed my lambs. Third time, Peter, do you love me? And Peter just sort of hung his head and said, Lord, you know. You know whether I love you or not. Jesus knows if I really love him. He knows if you really love him. I say this, we need to hang out with people who, who are close to God. Hang out with people who talk about God. Hang out with people who talk about the blessings that God has given us. Hang out with people, listen, as Christians who have burdens. And pray for them with their burden. Listen, people have burdens today. They may not tell you. But if you spend time with them and show them you care and you love them, they may say, I have something I just got to share with you. It's really burdening me. You got burdens? You can put them on this cross. You got burdens? Share with somebody you love. Share with somebody you trust. Read God's Word. Pray together. Study the Word together. Over in Ephesians 6.10, I'm going to read this and, and, and I'm going to quit, okay? Ephesians 6.10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against the principalities, against the powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand the devil in the day, having done all to stand. I don't have to tell you that things are chaotic in our county, in our state, in our America, and in the whole world. Every person... Who, who wears a badge or a gun trying to enforce the law, their lives are at stake every moment. We need to pray for them as they try to protect us. They can't do it all. You see these signs in community, crime watch. Hey, I'm looking out. I'll make it my business. What are you doing here? Well, what are you doing here? I'm finding out what you're doing here. You know, hey, you don't want to rile me. I want to know what you're doing here. You know, people, they're strange, aren't they? People are strange. They do strange things. And sad to say, if you get to know them, talk to them, they may say, well, I, I used to go to church. I used to. Well, can you tell me what happened? And they'll tell you. And then you go ahead and get to the bottom. Have you been saved? Yes, I have. I sure have. Well, tell me about it. Can you tell me about it? And let them tell you about it. It'll help you so you can turn around and tell them about yours. And then you become kindred spirits together to be able to help one another. Listen, y'all, I don't have to tell you, this world's hurting for people who need, who need somebody to come alongside of them and help them. Are you a helper or a hinderer? Hey, it's important. Put on that whole armor of God. Be ready to do all God would have you do, no matter what it is. Because we're going to answer to God, y'all. I beg you, I plead with you. If you feel like you're in a backslidden condition, hey, just come to the altar. You don't have to tell me anything. And pour your heart out to God and ask Him to forgive you of your sins and cleanse your heart. 
so that you can be right with God and be able to help somebody else. How would you like to go to a doctor and you got back trouble and he looks at it and says, well, how, tell me when I hit the spot at her. Oh, you right there on it. He said, well, ain't a thing I can do for you. Well, you know, that's the way we are sometimes. We'll go all the way almost and then we drop it right there at home plate. And we need to reach out and help that people, help people. It's my job, it's my responsibility, it's my love to help people. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the privilege to be here today. Lord, speak to our hearts because without you I'm nothing. And I want to be all you'd have me to be. Lord, I ask you, I beg you to forgive me of my sins and cleanse my heart and hear my prayer. Lord, you know, even today you know... <clears throat> where I've sinned. And Lord, I'm, I'm like Peter. I want to go all the way with you, but it seems like sometimes things get in the way and I deny you. Lord, I'm sorry. Just help my sorry soul, Lord, to be all you'd have me to be. And God, we'll thank you and we'll praise you for all that you do for us. Now, in Jesus' name, amen.